0: welcome happy resurrection day i'm glad you guys are tuning in i'm glad you guys are here we are excited today and i'm going to jump on in just sharing that this is my absolute favorite time of the year i mentioned it this morning was that it's my favorite time now i love christmas celebrating the birth of christ and i saw it talked about it out there i love <laughs> celebrating my anniversary with my beautiful bride a couple points and i love my birthday because i celebrate that like all month long how many people do that there you go. You can't just have like a birthday day. You got to work the whole thing. But man, today is the day that we celebrate and we should celebrate all year long. Man, Jesus Christ rose from the dead, paid our sin, debt in full and sitting on the right hand side of God. Let me tell you, man, that's something to shout about. Feel free to shout. Somebody say amen. Good. So this is what changed everything. This is the time today we would just should be jumping up and down and being excited, man. This is the day that Jesus conquered death. The absolute moment that history changed for everybody that believes, amen? This is when the temple veil ripped. They couldn't come bold to the throne of grace like we can now. Hey, they had to go through all these different rituals. All we got to do is, is we go to Jesus, amen? One person, one mediator between God and man, his name is Jesus Christ. And we're excited about that. And aren't you glad that when all that happened, in that instant, Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. You can't add to it. You can't fix it. You can't do anything else. But let me tell you this. You can receive it. Amen. You can receive it. And I hope you do today. So we look at this. This is the time that he he opens up the life for all of us and swallows death. And I mean, we need to be jumping in on that. Let me tell you something else. It didn't come cheap, did it? It cost God his very, very best. Let me tell you what. Usually when somebody gives up something, they see some great value to get purchase something back, right? When you see that, you, you see somebody, if they buy a card, you know, they study everything, and they look at this, and they say, I think it's worth this. You know, when you think about sacrifice for your kids, you say, you know what, I love them so much, I'm going to do this and do this and everything else. Think about laying down your life. Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of Lord, came from heaven, walked this earth, lived a sinless life. So that he would be the perfect sacrifice. And by the way, there's only one perfect sacrifice. And his name is Jesus. Amen. So I just want to give you the background on that and set you guys all up for what we're going to do here. And I want to tell you this. God never wastes a thing. If you're going through some hard times or tough times, let me know. Let me tell you this. God's not wasting that. He can use that. Now, let me also tell you this. God's not causing that. Okay. He works all things together for the good. Romans 8.28. Right? A lot of times the stuff that we cost. A lot of times it's stuff that we had nothing to do about. But God can use that in a mighty way to help you with somebody else. And I hate that we go through some of the things that we go through. But let me just tell you this. The good news is that God never wastes anything. So if you're going through a tough time now, say, Lord, thank you that you're not going to waste that. I go When I go through something, I don't usually say why anymore. I say what. What are you showing me? What are you teaching me in this so that I can, I don't want to take the test again. How about you guys? I want to take it one time and thank the Lord that when we go through that, we can help other folks with other things. Hey, man, I tell you what, when, when I had money in my pocket, I was just like, what are they talking about? There's no money in there. You know, whatever, man, dude, just do this. And I remember my dad said something to me. He said, I told, I told my dad, I said, well, why don't you just buy that one time? I said, ain't but a hundred bucks, dad, ain't but a hundred bucks. He said, son, $10 is a lot of money when you don't have it. And guess what? There was a time in my life after that that I didn't have it. And I could still hear my dad chewing the back going, $10 is a lot of money if you ain't got it, boy. I was like, wow, he's right. So it changed my thought process on things. How about you? When you go through different things, maybe a hard times or a loss or divorce or bankruptcy or anything like that. Hey, nobody wants to walk in that, but don't waste that. Learn from that and focus on Christ and he'll bring you through the other side. And I'm going to tell you what, guess what? When somebody else is going through that, God will use your life to speak wisdom into theirs and encourage them along the way. How many people like a cheerleader on your corner sometime? I always say it every week. Everybody needs what? A cheerleader. Man, it's nothing like having somebody in your corner. And I'm going to tell you this, even if everybody here was stripped away and you were by yourself, you still got the best cheerleader in the world. His name's Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So today I want you to think about this. I'm going to read our scripture that I chose. Colossians 1.13, it says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. That's good news. We were dead in sin. We were living in the darkness. But then Jesus steps in and everything changes. Now, I don't, I don't mean that when you say, Lord, come into my life, that there's sparks flying out your fingers and everything else. Hey, maybe for some people it is. With me, it wasn't. But I knew this. I knew my life had changed. I knew right then that I needed Jesus. And I asked the Lord to come into my life and forgive me. Take me right where I am. Aren't you glad that God takes you right where you are? And you said, but you don't know my back, back story. You don't know mine. God knows yours. And he still, Jesus still came. And pay the price for you. That's the gospel message. That's the good news. But with that, I want you to hear this. This is what I wanted to really share today. We were purchased for a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose in here. It might not be to preach, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself, or sing, or do this. But I'm going to tell you what. God has placed something in each one of us that is unique. And you say, well, I don't know what that is. Well, I tell you, by the time we get done today, I pray that God reveals that to you. So everybody's doing good, right? I want to talk about some things today. We're going to talk about the cost. What it costs for God to give us what we have, that grace and that mercy. I want to talk about the purpose. Why did he do that? He wanted to set us free. I want to talk the why. And I want to talk about the call that's on your life. And everybody said, amen. amen. So if you got your notes, good place to to kick it on in there. And I'm going to kind of walk through. A few things. So, what I want to share today, I think I'll unfold all these. As I was studying this week, I thought, how can I break this down and just kind of walk through the cost of what Jesus did for us? To be able, what did it cost for us to come boldly to the throne of grace? I use that often because I love that. I love that scripture that I don't have to shy down like this. You don't have to shy down. You don't have to go, oh man, what about? You can come boldly to the throne of grace. God loves you. See, I had the wrong impression. I didn't know about God. I went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. You guys heard the story many times. But let me tell you, when I found out that God would take me right where I was, I was all in. Now, does that mean Buddy never messes it up? No, I'm preaching to me first. If you want somebody to pray for you, you can always pray for me. Keep your eyes on the Lord, never on a pastor, never on a church. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Folks try to do the best they can, but I'm going to tell you what, come alongside and encourage them. But today, my purpose is not, as we walk through this, to make us feel guilty, but for us to see the great love that God has for us. That's what I want you to see today. So let's, let's take a little look here. I say, as we rest in knowing the victory of Christ brings to His children, let us briefly reflect on a few of these things. This is just a snapshot of what He did, did for us and how He walked through you know, Friday, Thursday, Friday, all this. And then we sit here today in victory lane because of what Christ has done for us. First thing we see right here, He was betrayed by, his, by Judas, right? Think about that. Not only did He have physical pain, but now... The people that he's been walking with and training for three years, three and a half years, sold him out. Think about that. How would you like to go to your grave knowing that you hocked Jesus for 30 pieces of silver? I'm just, I'm just breaking it down. Think about that. You know, can you imagine the sorrow that he felt? One of his own sold him out. You know what? That's why we continue to look to the Father. 30 pieces of silver. That was, they, they said, I looked at so They said, that's about 950 bucks now. That's the going rate. Isn't that something? What is it that we sell Christ out for each day? Probably a whole lot less. You know? Well, I was going to go to church, but I didn't. I was going to pray over my food, but they were looking. I was going to... Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was. How about I am? I am. He is. I will. I hope you get that today. I hope you guys get the urgency of what the Lord's showing us today. What else we got? He was abandoned by his other followers. Now, it's bad enough you got sold out by one person. Everybody. Everybody walked away. Everybody. Man, can you imagine the pain? We get all upset if somebody don't wave at us when we go by. We got a different car. I beep the horn, and, and I go down the road, Denise said, they don't know who you are. I said, I, I can't yeah. get old shoveled. I can't believe they didn't even say this, They don't know what you're driving. Right? I'm just being honest. I am a horn beeper, too. Tanya goes, oh, my God we go somewhere, me, her, and Tim, I just love people, man. I said, how you doing? How you doing? I got to tell this story. Yesterday, we did a few things, and we had a little trade-off. See, if you go to Harbor Freight, that means your wife gets to go to the clothes mentor. Amen? But I don't think that I was doing this at the clothes mentor. <coughs> it stinks in here. It smells like, what is it? It smells like. Appliances or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we go there, and I, I said, Okay, I said, Well, baby, you want to just let's just go by clothes, man? I don't need nothing. I said, Okay, well, if we're already up here, we might as well go. So I'm up there, and they messed the whole thing up. I just want to tell you, they moved the husband seats. They used to have the husband's seats. I can just sit over there, see what's going on. And I'm up there, and I see another guy with two kids in a baby carriage. He's walking around, I go, Hey, how you doing? Goes, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. So anyway, we start talking. I had, I had a Jesus shirt on. The guy said, man, I like your shirt. I said, man, we just start talking about Jesus. And then I was over here, and, and I went over, and Janice like, she's over there. Can you come over here? Can you come over here? I'm like, I don't like standing outside of the dress place when you're in an all-woman thing. They probably think you're a weirdo. Yeah, you know, I'm just going, I'm like, y'all, that's great. You know, I'm looking all around here, right? Ministry unfolded as we go. And then there's another guy comes up and he goes, Hey, you live around here? I'm talking to the guys and everything else and all this. And Denise said, how do you know so many people in here? I said, I don't know about it. She said, you've been talking to everybody comes in here. I said, I was telling her about Jesus. See, that's the deal. See, uh, let me tell you this. This is not just the mission field. That's the mission field. That's why my kids would not go with me to the store. We go. Jesse go. Oh gosh, Dad, the milk's going to be expired time we get home. You know, I'm talking to everybody, man. We're out there. He goes, He's talking to somebody else. He's talking to somebody else. And I'll be hurting. It don't matter. I go out. I, I get out of the car. They tease me. My back's hurting. I get out. I say, okay, I'm gonna pump some gas. And somebody go, hey, I go, hey, man, how you doing? How you doing? It's good. I'm good. I get back in the car. Oh man, my back's hurting. They go, well, what's wrong? I said, man, people don't want to hear my problems, you know. And I tell you guys these stories because you know what? It's just real life. Isn't that what it's all about? He gave us real life. But you know what? It would hurt my feelings if everybody was just just done. Walk away. That puts a whole new meaning in left you hanging. Amen? Let's go with that. He carried the burden of the sins of the world. Can you imagine that? The, The greatest agony ever that they could even think of at that time was the death of the cross. The torture. And it didn't just start there, it started in Gethsemane. And, and, and here we are. he are. he's praying and he's going, like, oh, Lord, it, it, you know, my, not my will, but your will. And, and and the pressure's coming on He said, he's sweating like like drops of blood, and he turns around. Anybody else is going, me, 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 me. Can you imagine? I know he's like, dude, what are you doing? They're coming for me. This is it. This is it. And they're going, What are you talking about? You know, a lot of times we share about Jesus and we start talking to people and we go, look, man, God's coming back, man. I don't, hey, look, I'm not going to put you in a Holy Ghost like I just want you to know Jesus, you know. And I know I didn't, I didn't realize this. I thought everybody was excited about Jesus. They're not. But you know what that does to me? <laughs> Nothing. I don't care. That's not going to change what he's done for my life. Are you happy? Are you thankful for being forgiven, man? Think about those things. And here we go. Look at this. All this was laid on him. All the pressure of the world. Your sin was transferred to Jesus on account because you know what? We could not pay the price. You getting a feel of the love for Christ, the cost? Let's roll on out. Number four, he was falsely accused and rejected by the Jewish leaders. The who's who's of the time said, You ain't nobody. They set out to kill the guy. That's a good re- uh, religious leader. You know, this guy's taking our piece of the pie. He's got to go. You know? I like looking at the Bible and breaking it down into real time now. Can you imagine that? He's got to go. This guy is getting a following, man. We got a problem with this. Jesus guy's got to go. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on, what? But see, they had religion. Jesus is a relationship. You'll talk to people all the time that's got religion. I mean, they got to get the, the, the suit and tie on. And by the way, I usually preach with a tie on about twice a year. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. But if you come in here and i got my Harley shirt on, I'm the same guy that loves Jesus. Amen. It's not about what you wear. It's about the heart that you are wearing through the world to see Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's what I, I want you to hear today. But look at this. Sold out. Sold out. You see it over and over. Sold out. What else do we got? Number five. Coming on down. He was mocked and abused by the Roman guards. Mm-mm-mm. They flogged him. They whipped him. They put a crown of thorns on his scalp. They mocked him over and over and over. He was tortured. And at any minute, he could have said, call the angels to stop. But he was thinking of us. He's not bound by time. He was thinking, even 2,000 years ago, he was thinking about us. He was thinking about the new babies that are going to be born. He was thinking about your grandmama. He was thinking about your grandchild. And he said, you are worth it. Man, can you serve a Savior like that? Can you serve a Savior like that? I pray that we can. And then you come on down. He was crucified between two thieves. Here's a guy that's got spikes run through his hand and his feet, body mangled and everything else, up on his wooden cross trying to catch his breath, and turned around. And he was put in between two criminals. Now, I don't know anything about this scripturally right here, but I'm just going to give you something to chew on. I wonder why Jesus was hung in the middle. I know there's probably a reason. I, I, this is what I think is amazing. Because you had a choice on this side, you had a choice on this side. I believe he was he was he was painting a picture right down the middle all the way home, all the way home. Hey, one man received him, one man rejected him. One will end up in hell, and one to be with him in paradise. A choice. Everybody's got a choice. What is your choice today? Have you chose to receive Jesus? Are you on the fence? And let me just tell you, if you're on the fence, guess what? You, you've really chose to reject him. No, 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 no. If you haven't chose him, if you're not walking with him, guess what? You're not you're with him. We try to make it so. See, I thought, man, when I was rocking and rolling, man, I was on the fence, baby. Woo, that's what I thought. I played a little music doing this. Go back to church. I'm hanging in there. I'll be sitting there like this. Played two or three nights in a row. We'll be sitting there. And I'm listening, and I'm listening, and Denise goes back and forth. And God was so gracious to just bring me on in a little at a time. Isn't that amazing? We think, oh man, oh what it was man, God'll love you right where you are. But he loves you so much he refuses to leave you there. That's the good news. His body was pierced with a spear. All that going on. and and, and I, I look at this here, it's just amazing. That you know what, when you think back even back in the garden, that God reaches in and pulls a rib, pierced the side of Adam to bring forth Eve. And I never thought about this till this week, but when they pierced his side to make sure he was dead, his side was pierced to welcome the church in, to bring the life of the church in. Isn't that amazing? So many times we look at things and we go, wow, what am I missing? God's always showing us something new and all these things. It's just amazing. And he tasted death for all of us. Even when Jesus took his last breath and they stabbed him with, with, the, with the spear, he's still thinking of us. You said, buddy, man, you're bringing me down. We're bringing me down. Well, that was Friday. It's Sunday. He's risen. But I want you to understand the cost. He tasted death so we don't have to. Man, he died literally. The son of God who never sinned. Was undeserving of any of these things, paid the price. And I want you to know that he did it for you. So, how many people are thankful for that? Amen? Give you a little backstory, a little preaching and a teaching. So, so why? Be honest, have you ever thought about it? Why is the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? Have you ever thought about that? Think about it. I'm gonna give you a few things here. It proves who Jesus is, amen. It proves who Jesus is. It boldly proclaims the truth of every word Jesus spoke and every deed Jesus did. He left nothing undone. A life lived to the fullest and poured out to the finish. I'm going to tell you what. That's what I want to do. I want to live a life to the fullest and pour it out in the end as we go. As we go. Ministry is every day, everywhere, every way. It's at work. It's at home. It's at food line. It's everywhere. We have an opportunity to make a difference. And that's what Jesus desires for us to do what else it demonstrates that god accepted jesus sacrifice on our behalf look at this man i love romans 5 1 it says therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ when we're justified it's just as if we never sinned we are set right how many people like fresh starts do-overs amen when we call on the name of christ what happens is that he wipes our sin debt clean you say what happens if i sin again because guess what you will You repent. That means you turn from that and you turn back to God and you keep on going. I'm never going to tell you to live any way you want. Hey look, God is awesome and holy a loving God but I'm going to tell you what, He's a just God too. But because of what Christ has done, we can be thankful of the grace that's offered to us daily in His mercy. I hope you guys right there get a little something of that to encourage yourself. It shows that Jesus has the power to raise us from the dead. Look at this here. Got a little scripture to go with that. You can write it down in your notes. 1 Corinthians 6.14. Now God has not only raised the Lord, but will also raise us through his power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. I used to tell my kids that I'd tell you this many times. Hey, I don't know what's going on in your life, anything like that. Even when name was real small, I'll never forget. Call on the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord, man. It's a high tower. It's a refuge. It's a place that we can all come to. And look at this. It guarantees that the bodies of those who believe in Christ will not remain dead, but they will be rescued unto, resurrected unto eternal life. Man, look at this right here. 1 Thessalonians didn't have enough room for it. I'm going to read it to you right here. It says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud command and the voice of an archangel and the, with the trump, trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, he, we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That's a good place to say amen. Let me tell you what. What is your hope in? Is it in your 401k? Is it in your doctor? Is it? Is it in what? Is, it, is it your spouse, your kids, going to take care of you and all this stuff? Let me tell you what: our hope is found in one place, man. It's found in that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything else is second fiddle. Amen. That's why Paul says, hey, I consider it all rubbish, everything else. That's not saying that your family doesn't matter. That doesn't say that that, uh, working and having a uh, retirement is a bad thing. I'm telling you what it's saying is put Jesus first, amen? That's what I want you to see there. So look at that. What's the purpose of all that? Let's keep on rolling. Rolling right on through. The purpose is he wants to use our life. And I want to ask you a few questions today, man. Because I got you in here and I want you guys to grow in the Lord. A little teaching and a preaching. I say that often. Are you intentional about sharing the gospel? The purpose is God wants you to share your faith, man. Do you actively share your faith with others? I probably say this all the time and it's just kind of stuck. I had somebody say it to me the other day. What happens if somebody rolled up into your neighborhood or went in in your office space and they said, I need a Christian. Would they point them to you? Would they come to your house? Would they, would they say, oh, no, I know I know that guy right there. I know Joe. He, he's a believer. I, I know Sally. He's a believer. I can point you right there. And if they would not point them to you, what do we need to adjust in our life so that they would? What is it, How are we living our life? Because I want people to know, that first, that I'm not perfect, but the one I serve is. And, 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 and I want them to know that, you know what? I can't fix it. But I know the one who can. And I'm more than willing to share about Jesus. I want to be able to tell people about the goodness of God. Man, what change do we need today? How about this? Are you hungry for the things of God? When's the last time you open your Bible? When's the last time that you've turned around and you said, Hey, look, I need to spend more time with God. I talked to my buddy the other day. He said, he said man, you got to tell me something. He said, you're pretty upbeat most of the time. I said, yeah, pretty pray upbeat. He said, how do you stay upbeat? He said, I hung around with you. I know you get a lot of phone calls, man. You get a lot of phone calls that are kind of tough. And I thought about it. I said, number one thing, I got to guard my God time. I have to guard my God time. Number two, God I, has buffered me. That I can't take on everybody's problem because I can't fix them. But I can point them to Jesus. And number three, I said, this is awesome. You ready for this? I said, I got people to pray for me every day. I am so thankful for the people that take time to pray for us and pray for their church family. It's, it's amazing how God knows you got. Last week I had a big week, man. We came off a revival, had two, uh, two funerals, people that I care about, and people's family that I care about, everything else all over the place. And you're pouring out and you're going, you're running and you're over here and you're working full time and you're taking a mom and doing this and everything else. And guess what? On the day that I'm going, ha <sighs> ha. 4.30 in the morning, people sending me texts out, I'm just praying for you. You talk about a humbling. I just want to let you know I'm praying for you today. Because, see, when people are listening to God, they're going to nudge that maybe you need to help your neighbor. They're going to nudge that maybe you need to call your sister. They're going to nudge and say, hey, hey, do this. How many times do we miss that nudge, man? I pray that we don't, but I know we do. But don't beat yourself up when you do. Just get back on a horse and catch it the next round. Turn around and say, man, Lord, I'm hungry for you. Help me to live out my life for you. Who and what are you living for? It's amazing. Talk to many, many people. And you'll be surprised what they're living for. The new house, the new boat, uh, making sure the kids got it. All these things are good things. But if it's not starting with the God thing, you're babbling, man. Get the God thing first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else is going to fall in line. I did not say you would never have a problem. I didn't say your kids would never backtalk. I didn't say that they're going to pay your rent for you. I didn't say any of those things. I'm saying when you turn around and you set your eyes on Christ, those other things seem to slowly, slowly fade and fade. Because what you start seeing is what you do have instead of what you don't have. What you start seeing is the, one, uh, the, the, the problem that you're looking at is growing because you're staring at that, but your problem starts getting solved when you start looking at the problem solver. Amen. It's about where your eyes are. What's your, what's your perspective? What are you focusing on, right? What are we living for? I pray that we're living for the Lord. Had your life, listen to this, has your life that you've lived this far made a difference for eternity? See, you say, man, but it's, not, you know, you, you're covering a lot of ground. I got you in here, man. I want to, I want to touch your heart for the, for the year with this message. If you're listening to this, I want to see that God makes a difference in your life starting today, man. Starting today. Don't put it on the sidelines. You know? How many people started on a diet in January? I'm on my third one. It's, what is it? April 1st. I was going to wear my nicer pants, but guess what? They don't cooperate. Yeah. Denise, I said, she said, I said, baby, is these all right? She said, I know what that means. I've been married long enough to know. I wouldn't wear them. Right? I said, like, yeah, I'm going to wear my suit. Last week they fit. Damn it, they fit last week. Y'all fed me too good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, that's, it's water weight. That's right. Woo. I think I've got about, about four gallons going on in my midsection. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Back to the original program here. But you know what? Those things like that. And the reason I brought it up. See, we'll start that race, man. We'll go. And we'll go. And then you got people along the side to help you with that. It's just one piece of carrot cake. Carrot cake, that's like fruit, right? I mean, like a, like a vegetable, right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, see? See what y'all did? <laughs> she asked me today, you get some carrot cake? I love carrot cake. Don't, don't bring them into the house. I'm starting my new diet tomorrow. <laughs> but I tell you what I hope we all start today, is that we start living for Jesus. Amen? Start living for Jesus. Let's keep on rolling. You guys are awesome, man. Let's keep on rolling here. I wrote this down, and I said, you know, I was thinking about the life of Christ and how God has has worked in our life, and he he has a purpose for us, and he has a calling on our life. He has something that he wants to do in our life. And I thought about how would I like my my legacy, and I think about that a lot. We preach on it a lot. How would I like my legacy uh, to to live out? Would Would it mirror that of Christ, or would it just mirror crisis? You know? There's times in my life there is there are crises. How about you? This honest. But you know what? I pray that we focus on Christ. And, and I looked at this and I said, you know, we need to let his story fill the pages of our book of life. You see what I'm saying? As it pours through us, we should be giving God's perspective on it. We should be giving God's input on it. When I marry folks a lot of times, I say, well, I'd like to meet with you. you know, can you marry us? Yes, I can. Will I? We'll talk about it. Right. We'll see what's going on, because here's the thing. I want the best for you and the best for any of us. are Do you know Jesus Christ? Does your husband your, your, your or, or wife to be know Jesus Christ? It's amazing when you sit down with people and you share a few things. They all lovey dovey. You know, the lovey dovey face. All like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know why she sits in the fourth row. You don't want to see that face. <laughs> but you know, they get all like that. And I sit down and I say, hey, so, so you know, do, do you know the Lord? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandma goes to church. That's good for you. Granny, I ain't asking you about that. I do, do you know Jesus? I didn't even want your attendance record. I just want to know do you know the Lord? And then you talk to maybe the husband-to-be and everything else, and they, they're talking about this and that. I said, well, this, let me ask you a question. Uh, who's going to handle the money? And they go like this. Well, who's going who's to correct the children? But, you, you see, there's no foundation. It's just love. You'll never find. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, yeah, you can find. You're, you're going to find you in a bind if you ain't got Jesus up in the middle of that thing right there. Yes, indeedy. I can tell you. This ain't my first marriage. I know. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You got to keep the Lord in the center of things. And even when you do, it's tough sometimes. But all that to say is, are we living it out? There's a purpose for your life. And when God brings somebody into your life, it's to bring the best out of you, not to bring you down. That's going to help somebody. I don't know if it's with you or whoever. But I'm going to tell you what. When you pray for your kids to find that perfect person, what do you want? You want somebody that's going to bring the best out of your daughter or out of your son. Amen? That's what you want. My mom and dad got their prayers answered. Grandmama, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> but you know what? The thing about that is, are you on the same sheet? You've got to be together and walking towards the things of the Lord. To really see your God-given purpose, you need to be pulling together. Amen? So now I'm going to roll on up here to the car. We're, we're getting close. Look at that here. It's loading. Are we ready? Take a look at this. Yes. Here we go. You were created with God's plan in mind. See, the Lord places <coughs> specific calls and gifting in each one of us. I started earlier and said, you know, not everybody's going to be a preacher. Everybody's going to be a singer or this and that. Some might be a parent. Some might be a teacher. Some might be a mentor. But you know what? God's not ha- God is not out in hiding your calling from you. Amen? He wants you to walk in the gifting that he's placed in your life. But we need to seek him about it. Amen? Take a look at this. When you talk about the call, it means that you are a product of God's vision. Have you ever thought about that? God looks down and he says, I can use you. I can use you. I can use you. When I first felt the tug of my heart to go into ministry, and I I had people coming up and saying, God's going to use you. And you know what my immediate thought was? God is going to use me as a billboard and say, don't do that. I really did. I really, I was, but I was young in the Lord. I knew that Jesus died for my sin. I knew that he loved me. But I know, I know that I was struggling with different things and, and stuff. But God was so gracious to continue to say, hey, I got you. I got you. Take another step. Take another step. How I many know God doesn't necessarily give you the full plan up front? And I know this. I'm glad. Because I would be Terrified. Oh, we're going to have you preach, we're going to do this and everything else. You're looking at a guy that got sick before school every day until he graduated, that never wanted to read a library book. I say this all the time, teasing my mom, mom just laughs all the time. My mom is going to be 89 years old tomorrow, praise the Lord. That's awesome. I asked her the other day and I asked her every now and then hoping that I get a different answer. I said, mom, yeah, baby. I said, do you ever think your baby boy was going to be a preacher? And her answer is always the same, Lord, no. <laughs> Lord, no, I didn't. And then she brings the library book thing up again. You never even wanted to read a library book. But I tell you what, I spend a lot of time in the Word of God. I don't tell you that to impress anybody. I need it. How about you guys? I need it. I desire, I have a hunger for that. I want to see the plan that God has for my life be lived out. I want to be poured out. I don't want to get up there and go, I was going to do something different. I, I know you wanted me to do this, but I decided to do that. How many know that God's plan for your life is absolutely the best plan that could ever be for your life? It really is. You know? I had a guy the other day, and uh, he said, Hey, hey, show him show them a picture you playing the guitar. Didn't do, do the guitar. I said, You don't want to see that. No, I want to see him play the guitar. Oh man, you 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 can really play that guitar. I said, Man, I appreciate that. I love playing guitar. Why don't you play the guitar? I said I play every week. Yeah, man, but you could play places. That's <laughs> it. You got YouTube, you got an eight-year-old girl that can play better than that, man, nowadays. I said, But you know what I get to do? I get to tell people about Jesus. And sometimes I get to use the guitar. Sometimes I just get to, to, to just share what's on my heart. This is what I'm made for. This is, there is nothing that, that blesses my heart more than being able to share the gospel message. Because you know what? It pays eternal dividends. I could tell you, say, hey man, uh, pick Lucky 7 in the third race and you might make 50 bucks. You know, I could give you a tip here and there. Nothing's going to transform your life but the word of God. And all of us has been called to share that message. You say, man, I don't, I don't like talking to people. Then live it out. So they come and ask you, well, why do you do things like you do? You say, well, you know what? I try to live my life by the Lord. This is what he shows me. But if you got your Bible shut, you won't know how to adjust your steps as you go through life. Amen. I'm just here to, to encourage the home team. Look at this. Just because God's got a call on your life, you still have a crucial part to play. Right? You got to, you know what? I could put, you can go down and sign up and get on a baseball team, but you never practice. You never go and everything else. Guess what? You're not going to experience that. You give your life to the Lord. You get saved. You sit on the sideline of life like this. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to heaven. <whistles> Ooh, look at that. I'm just going to heaven. That's good. Hey, You'll be surprised how many people do that. I cannot sit on the sidelines of life. Can you tell I get a little bit excited about it? <laughs> My buddy said, no, you ain't seen nothing yet. But you know what? When I think about what God's brought me through, and I think about the people's life that I, 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 I get to interact with. Amazing people. People that, d- that have done some cool things. And sometimes they don't even realize it. But you know what? You might just come along and say, you know what, man? You can do it, dude. You can make it. Keep on going. No, man. I don't, No, we're not going to take that. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to do that. Who has God put in your life to encourage? Who has God put in your life that encourages you? Hey, if that person encouraged you, turn around and, and fill it back up. Pass it on, okay? Don't just be a, a user, an energy league. Turn around and, and give back. Turn around and, and walk that out. But it's, it's crucial that we get connected to what God has for us, and that's where I'm at now. Connect to your calling. Y'all ready for this? Everybody ready? <laughs> How about that one? Got you now. I got to tell you a story now. I think I better get a drink of water on this one. Oh, gosh. I saw a seagull go like this. That's all you get. The other night, Michael, my buddy, wave to him, Michael. He made this for me. And uh, it's a duck call is what it's supposed to be. Everybody, all the hunters going, you ain't doing the boy no justice with that. It really sounds good. They say they're awesome. The people all over the place trying to get Michael to make them for them. And I thought about the caller, and I was getting ready to do one of our, our videos the other night, and I was looking at stuff on my desk, and this just sits on my desk. It says, Jesus saves. And I pulled that out, and I, I'll give you a couple more. And I was, about, I was messing with, you know, you got something like that you got to play. you get a whistle, you got to blow it. So I'm looking at a few things like that, and I was like, <laughs> I was writing some stuff down. <laughs> so I did a live stream, and I was talking about this, and Denise comes in there. She got out of the shower. She's all ready for bed. She goes, something's making a noise in here. I said, I don't know. I didn't even know it was that. I thought, sure. I said, What's the it sound like? She says, it's eerie. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know if you need to change that filter in the air conditioner. I don't know what it is, but it sounds funny. I was like, all right, I'll take a look at it. And I'm still, you know, and so I, I talked about the calling, you know. Michael and christie has got a, got a little business they call uh, Bull Island Calls. And, and he, he, he uses his gift in things that he loves. You know? I probably should have asked you before I did this, but you're, you're all in now, brother. <laughs> but that fascinated me. You know? What call are we blowing? How are we using our calling? Oh, yeah, on the outside. We say, yeah, that's a duck call. No, you know what? He uses this as an opportunity to open up the door to tell people about Jesus. People say, buddy, it's easy for you to tell people about Jesus. You play the guitar. I said, man, i don't play the guitar. That's a six-string crowbar for Jesus. (sniffs) Whatever you got, whatever God's put in your hand, would you be willing to use it to further the kingdom? Would you be willing to step out in faith a little bit? You say, I don't see how God can use what I I bet you can. Look all through the Bible. God's using people all the time. But we need to connect to our calling. I love this here. Romans 5.2 says this. Look at this. He says, because of your faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserving privilege. You could just say grace right there. Where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory. I don't believe that this journey, and this is what it is, is to be suffering every day. And, and, and just, just barely making it through. Although I realize in this life, there's things that we do suffer with. I realize there's things that we, we do have to push through. But I'm going to tell you what. If you have Christ in your heart and you connect to that, it's going to make things a whole lot brighter. It's going to secure your future for eternity. Amen. It's going it's to let you rest in the peace of that. We, therefore, we have no more condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That means that God, when he looks at your life, when you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, he says, you're mine. How many people got brothers and sisters? Probably somewhere, right? Brothers and sisters. I'm going to ask you a question. I know my sister's going to answer this right here because I'm going to tell you a story on her in a minute. It is fine for you to pick on your baby brother. All day long. I should get her to demonstrate this. This was how I grew up. I would walk, and Donna would kick my foot. Boom. Walk. Donna would kick my foot like that all the time. Yes, you did. It's on the web now. Everybody knows. Right? You let somebody else kick my foot, she'll come off the top ropes. Get off my brother. Right? See, it's something about that family thing. You know what I mean? It, it's funny. Brothers will fight all the time. Everything, man, you pull them apart. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do that. Somebody else pick on what happens. No! Right? So, what I'm saying is if you got a family, you got something to pray about. Amen? If you got brothers and sisters, guess what? You're going to see ups and downs and all that. We got brothers and sisters in Christ here that sometimes they might kick your foot. Sometimes they might trip you up. Everything else. Love them through it. Keep your eyes on the Lord. You know what the best part about that story was? My mom and dad would get on Donna because she was older. She should have known better. That was good stuff. Has that ever happened to anybody? Who's the oldest? Who's the oldest? I don't care. There you go. Oh, look at that. You had to set the example, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And you think you'd get away with it being the youngest, though. But then later on, you know, you, you know your sister never did that. My sister's a girl. You know? All right? I know she wasn't going to ride a motorcycle and, and leave school early. You know? Those different things like that. So everybody's different and unique. All those different things. But God can still use you. question is, are you willing to be used by God? That's the whole thing. Are you willing to be used by God? I hope you hear that today. But if you want to be used by God, we got to connect to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we connect that by using our gift. Many people hear this call. Many people here to call the money. Many people here to call of, oh, you know what? If you were a little bit thinner, if you were a little bit taller, if if you scored a little bit higher on this exam, if, if 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 you if you if you, you see. And God says, "I did for you." It's about receiving it. Look at this. There's a purpose that God has for your life. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of light. I pray that we receive him today. I want you guys to take a listen to what I'm going to share with you right now. We've laughed, we joked, we told stories, everything else. We kept Jesus Christ as the center of everything we talked about. But this is where you come to a point where it is your choice. How will you respond to this? Let me ask you. I ask this question more than I ask any other question since I've been in ministry. If you died today, are you sure that you live in heaven? Are you sure? Let's just cut it right on down. Let's hear, are you sure if you died you took your last breath today and, and I was preaching your funeral or somebody else was preaching your funeral and say, well, you know what? I know that they gave their life to the Lord, that they put their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, that the Bible says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved, that they got a place in heaven and we can rejoice even though we miss them here, we'll see them again there and it'll be pain-free. Right? There'll be no more burdens on their back. it will be peace with God. Why would you walk away from that gift? I've never understood it. I've heard people, oh, I want to do my own thing. I mentioned it the other day. I talked to a young fella, and he says, man, Mr. Buddy, I just want to do my own thing. James was telling me, he said, you should have asked him, does he got fire insurance on his house, right? He said, he might need some insurance for eternity. But you know what? As true as that is, it's so much more than an insurance policy, it's a relationship, man. It's a relationship. How many people put a lot of value on their relationships, on their family, on their friends? Hey, man, let me tell you what. My dad told me this a long time ago. He said, son, if you live life and you've had three good friends, you've really been blessed. So let me tell you, I have really been blessed because I have brothers and sisters that I love dearly. And they look over my shortcomings and love me anyway. That's a good deal. But you know what? I would not be serving the Lord correctly and I would not be doing you a service worth anything if I didn't tell you and point you to the cross. And so today I want you to hear what I'm sharing. If you're listening, this is not an Easter message. It's an all year round message and today's the day you need to hear it and today's the day you need to receive it. Amen? I want you to receive that. Let's go back to that question. Are you sure if you die today that you spend eternity in heaven? The Bible said, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody's blown it. That means you can't be smart enough, handsome enough, pretty enough to get there. Can't work enough. The Bible says that our, 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 our works are like filthy rags. But right now, I want you to know that God says, I've, I've made a remedy for that. Because of what we celebrate today. Because of what Jesus Christ went through. Because Jesus is a risen Savior, we can rest in that. Will you trust him today? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the message and that you have a a purpose for our life. And Father, I thank you that as we come together today, that you know what, we can rest in you and we are, are secure in what you've done for us. And Father, I thank you that no matter what our past is, it doesn't have to dictate our future. That today we can come and come boldly to the throne of grace. I love that. I love it that you said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I love that Lord that you give us fresh starts in grace and mercy and somebody might be sitting here today and go well you know I've heard that message but you know I'm going to think about it look don't put it off I want you to hear about the urgency I want you to hear today that about everything that's been done for you and I want you to receive that today I'm not asking you to join the church I'm not asking you to do anything but trust Jesus I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that there's one way to heaven. I want you to know that today can change everything for eternity. You say, buddy, what must I do? The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole situation we've been talking about, the death, burial, and resurrection. Do you believe that? Have you received that? The Bible says, call on the name of the Lord. He said, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. You say, what in the world are you talking about? Will you put your faith and trust in Jesus as your sacrifice and substitute? Don't overcomplicate it. Call on the name of the Lord. And that's you today. Tell somebody, you know what? Today is the day I called on the name of Jesus. And today I'm secure in Christ because God says, when I call on the name of the Lord, I am secure in Him. Everybody said, Amen. Now before we get gone today, I want to take a real special time and, and I asked you guys, we were going to share in communion. We talked about that. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. And uh, I'm going to ask the ushers to come on up and help me out here in just a minute. And I want to share a little bit about what that means. Today, when we take the bread and we take the juice, it's a representation of what we, we talked about um, all week and long. About Jesus' body being beaten for us, the bread. And that his, his, his blood was poured out representing the juice. And so I'm going to ask the ushers to come on up. And I, and I want to talk to you a little bit about this today. This is what symbolizes what Jesus did. It's a visible representation symbolizing the death of Christ for our sin. It reminds us of his sacrifice being perfect. That he laid his life down for us. And it gives us the truth of the gospel promise and a reminder that we have salvation is the complete work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today we're going to celebrate that with a grateful heart. I'm going to ask Michael to come on over and we're going to pray over this right here. I always say we have open communion. What that means is if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, feel free to receive that. If you have not, i want going to tell you to step back and think about why you haven't or do you, have, you got any more questions about that? Because we take this very serious right here. And so I want you guys to think about that today. This is a blessing we're sharing in today that symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today for all those that are here. And I thank you, Lord, as we come and celebrate this and do this in remembrance of you. Father, we thank you for the grace and the mercy that, and, and what it represents. As we take this, Lord, we take this knowing that you are the bread of life, Lord, that you poured out your blood, your shed blood. It was a life source to give us life for eternity. And Father, I, as each one's here, I pray that we take a minute and just come before you and any sins in our life that we just need to confess, Lord, forgive us of those sins, Lord. And Father, we want to start today fresh with you. In Jesus' name, amen. As they pass these out, I'm going to ask you just to hold them. Um, and and just kind of reflect on that and then we'll we'll take the lord's supper together okay to open the the bread and I'm going to share with you some scripture and we'll take that together shortly as they pass that out. Think about as we share in this meal together that Jesus laid his life down for each one of us. And it's a solemn time and it's a humbling time But it is a victorious victorious time. And as we come through this point in our life and recognize what he's done for us, I pray that it renews your heart to serve. I pray that it renews your heart to to give. I pray it renews your heart to, to live. Don't get all wrapped around the wheel of what it should have could. I look forward to what God has for you. That calling, that grace, that mercy. Know when the Lord gave his life for us. That he knew that we would make mistakes. He knew that we would miss the mark. But this sacrifice was once and for all. Remember what he said? He said, it's finished. And when he comes back again, it's not to die on the cross. It's come back for his family, the church. Amen. And I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about his children. For all those have called upon the name of the Lord. Is that you today? That's why I always like to give the opportunity to people to come to the saving knowledge of Christ. If you're here today and you say, buddy, you know, there's so much on my plate. I know there's a lot of stuff going on. You know what? We're praying for that. We lift your family up in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, my body's not working like it used to. Lord, we're praying healing over them bodies. We're praying for folks that for, for restoration. We're, we're, we're praying for unity. Amen. We're praying for the mighty name of Jesus to be exalted what is that call that God's pushed on your life amen amen and this time I ask you to take the bread and I want to read a little bit from 1 Corinthians 11 and it says this here on the night when he was betrayed the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread. And As we open the juice, I'll continue on in verse 25. It says, In the same way he took the cup, wine, after supper, saying, This is the cup, the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me, often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's drink. Amen. Friends, I pray that today, as we take time to recognize and realize the goodness of God, that you start living. We talked a lot today about dying. I want you to hear about living. You can live a life for Christ victoriously. I want you to stand to your feet. I am going to send you out with a song that the Lord gave us some time ago. It's called Lord, My Lord. I want you to listen to the words real close, and I believe it will be a blessing to you.
1: One man stole the night too, but the other one took a stand. Now I know how much your love is worth. When you stretched out Down your hands, that's where you told, you're told yeah. us how to love, Told us how to live, side of trust. taught us how to love, taught us how to live, showed us how to trust, how to forgive, showed us everything we need to know in life, yes I want to thank you
0: tell you i'll take just a second to sign out to our friends online i pray that uh you know if you guys are listening today i hope you enjoyed the service but more so than any of those things i hope that you come to the saving knowledge of the risen saviors lord jesus christ hey let us know what you think share the message if you got any questions send us a link we'll we'll be sure to jump back on it send us a note okay bye bye we love you